Grasp the Bible is a podcast of Spring Baptist Church that walks through selected books of the Bible, verse by verse, as well as spends time exploring biblical ideas and topics to help you understand and apply God's Word in your daily life. Pastor Dale Stein of our Klein campus will be leading each week's podcast. I'm Marty Richardson. Good to see you, Pastor Daryl. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So this is our new video series. This is our third episode in our summer video series. And we are going through and kind of doing like in in a TV series, if you binge watch it, they always have like a behind the episode. Well, this is like behind the sermon. Yes. You know, where we just talk about in a little bit more depth and just um, kind of our ideas behind some of the great points in our pastor's uh, sermon series, Psalmology, which mm-hmm. is going through the Psalms. So that being said, you can listen to us do this if you were at Spring Baptist and listened to the, the sermon in real time. You may want to go back and listen, or you may not have heard the sermon yet. You can check out right below us in the description and a link right over to uh, listen through the whole sermon if you want to catch up on that. Mm-hmm. But really what we're doing is we're just sort of looking at it and exploring application a little bit deeper on some just fun points in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. So what Psalm are we at today, Pastor Dale? Well, today we're going to be in Psalm 14. Psalm 14. Now, um, I can't help but think we were talking about it being about fools. Mm-hmm. I sort of want to like do a Mr. T impression. Go ahead. I, I, I can't do it. This will be one of my goals in life is to never be that guy on YouTube. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to be like, you know, I want to do it, but I'm not going to do my Mr. T impression. So, but jumping into it, um, the idea of being a fool is, or not being a fool is mm-hmm. a very constant topic that comes up in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. especially in Psalms and in Proverbs. Yes. So let's jump right into it because a lot of us know a lot of fools. Yeah. And David, when he writes this, right at the bat in, in verse one, he says, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. So, right at the bat, we see that a fool breaks his relationship with others and with God to, to serve himself. And as a result, he brings trouble not only on himself, but upon those who are around him as well. Now, in, in our society, we think of a fool as being what we might term an idiot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or we might term somebody with defini- diminished capacity, limited understanding. Right. But this biblical definition of fool here is a little bit different. Oh, yeah. So, when, when it uses the word fool, you may have a very highly educated person. They're, they're not stupid, right? Um, but they make decisions as if there is no God. Their ultimate God is themselves. And so, they exist to, to serve themselves. And so, they are not the victim here, though. They know precisely what they're doing, and they live a life committed to believing that there really is no God. Now, there are some very, very famous people that fall into this category. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we listen to a lot of their advice, especially if people are on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm they're likely to have ran through some of these people's videos. And I'm not, I'm not going to call them out, mm-hmm. but there's famous psychologists, astrophysicists, uh, mathematicians, people like that, as well as celebrities mm-hmm. that go on and on and on um, about 
how man is the end of it all. Like, we are our own God, more or less. They won't ever say that, mm-hmm. but that's what they mean. Yeah. Because they're the center of their own universe. Now, what is the practical point that you want to kind of extract from Psalm 14 here is for us to talk about today? Okay. So, you know, when when someone says there is no God, we say that you are an atheist. You're a practical atheist. You say there is no God, and you live a life believing that this life is all there is. There is no world beyond this. There is no nothing spiritual. This is just it. And we, many of us, and people you know, a lot of us know, will never proclaim to be practical atheists. But here's the thing. We are functional atheists, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we go about our daily lives not seeking God's direction. We watch things on TV, and we listen to certain music, and we will engage in certain conversations as if there is no God. Mm. And so, while on one hand, it's easy to for us as Christians to point our finger at these atheists and you know let them know what the fate that is that awaits them, they are rightly pointing their fingers back at us saying, yeah, but you say you believe in this thing, but your life is so close to mine, I don't see a difference. And that's the part that should really scare us and concern us because we are functional atheists. We, in some sense, can be the fool at times. Wow. I read a book. I think you and I have talked about it before. I give it to all the young ministers when they come in. It's Jim and Casper goes to church. Mm-hmm. And so we got Jim who... Assembly of God pastor for many years, church planter. He has a friend, Casper, who's a professional guitar player. And they go to all these churches all over the United States. And they have a church guy's view and an atheist view. Casper's an atheist. Mm -hmm. And some of the way Casper sees things, it is disheartingly accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. But he says one thing that that always stuck with me. He said, um, I, I walked into this church and they were praying to God. But if you really feel like you're talking to the God of the universe, why do you pray so flippantly? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's almost like we're praying, thinking that the all-powerful being hears us, but we don't pray in a way that that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Like the words we use, the, you know, if we really believe that God is hearing our prayer, like literally the creator of the universe, here's what we're saying. Would we say that same thing? Yeah, that is a great point because I can tell you this from, from real life experience. When I was working in the police department, I always worked in headquarters um, my entire career. And I remember a couple of times I'd go in the elevators with my friends and we'd be acting um, a certain way. Uh, especially before I was saved. And then the police chief would get on the elevator. The doors open and there was the chief Ding. with his close entourage, right? <laughs> he steps in. All of a sudden, we're standing in tension. Hello, sir. Good day, sir. Everything. We knew whose presence we were in. We knew what proper behavior was in his presence. And we feared acting inappropriately in front of him. And I'm thinking, if, if we felt that way in front of a human being, then to your point, how dare we act that way in front of the almighty creator God? The Bible verse pops to mind, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? So this, that ties directly into this, this idea. If you don't fear God, 
then you will never have him as the basis of truth. Mm-hmm. If he is, and, and he isn't, he doesn't hold truth. He doesn't give us truth. Literally, God is truth. Mm-hmm. Like he is the foundation for all proper knowledge in all of eternity. Yes. So if you do, if he's not the foundation for it, you may stumble upon truth. Mm-hmm. You know how how to calculate the mass of a black nova. You know, or whatever. You 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 might be able to stumble upon truth, but you'll never truly understand truth. And mm-hmm. I think that's maybe where the psalmist is is leaning here. Yeah. You'll never understand real truth unless you understand, at least in our limited way, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. This is a good warning for us as Christ followers to really do some reflecting mm. and say, am I a fool? Am I making plans and leaving God out of them? Am I watching the same kind of things that my unsaved neighbors watch? Am I uh, using the same kind of language that that unsaved people use? I mean, we we know better if we're saved, and so then the question becomes: Well, are we are we being the fools here because we know better, but we choose to do otherwise? And I think a lot of people like to think of their spiritual journey like they're a spiritual Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Like they're just going to sort of float through life, and God's just going to point them in all the right directions, and they're going to, you know, do all the right things and end up in a good place right. without like that feather at the beginning of Forrest Gump. You know, mm-hmm. like like they're going to float through life and end up in the right place. Mm-hmm. When really, I'll say it's work, but it's work. Yes, yeah, and we're told work out our salvation. Right. So again, the Christian life is not a, a passive one. We are always called to be active. You know, God is doing his part and we are called to play our part as well. I press on towards the goal, mm-hmm. leave forgetting what is behind. And then I talked last night with my group on this. Straining is what the word in ESV says. Straining to what is in front of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That 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 I could somehow reach that which God's called me to. Right. So well, it's going a little longer than than I expected, but it's, it's been a great discussion. As we start to kind of wrap it up, what's the practical application here? I think it's for us to be aware. Um, and, and here's what I mean is that sometimes I think we can say, oh, I'm above that. I am a Christian. You're a human. Okay. And, and, and I found that this great quote, uh, the Russian poet, um, Turgenev, I think I pronounced it right, he said this, I do not know what the heart of a bad man is like, but I know what the heart of a good man is like, and it is terrible. So, it's a great reminder that we're all tainted by selfishness and sin, and it can be very easy for us, if we're not careful, to slip into that role of being a fool, and for some reason, we get this attitude of, I've got this, and God's like, he wants a life fully dependent upon him. And when we try to live aspects of our life without being dependent on him, then all of a sudden we are that fool. A great word. Great word. I think most of the book of Romans talks about conforming your mind and focusing your mind in that it's an active process. Mm -hmm. Not being a fool doesn't happen on accident. Right. Well, great, great, great discussion today. I mean, anything as we kind of wrap up today? No, that's all I have. That's all you got? Well, that's all I got too. Okay. See, normally we'd record this on audio Mm because we're on our 112th, 13th episode, whatever. 
And then I would just edit this out and make it sound. But we're doing video. It's much harder to edit the video. Just make, a little bit. To make it like slick. So we're just not going to be slick. Okay. We're going to be honest. I like honest. We're done. Okay. <laughs> so what are we going into next week? Well, next week, we're going to be looking at Psalm 19. Psalm 19. And do you want to give everybody like a, like, what's the topic? No. I want them to read it ahead of time and then guess what we're going to talk about. So, a little bit of homework. Okay, a little bit of homework. So, um, make sure you read Psalm 19. Mm-hmm. Um, read it a couple times because, you know, it's all, always good on that. And uh, as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, this is our summer series on video. If you like it, like and share and comment, and uh, maybe we'll keep on doing it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. been fun, a little bit more work, but it's tons of fun. It is a lot of fun. So, as always, join us next week as we continue to grasp the Bible. Thank you.